This is Sarah Lemon, author of the Whole Dish blog and food writer for the Mail Tribune newspaper in Southern Oregon. This podcast is produced for the Mail Tribune and Rosebud Media. You can find it online at mealtribune.com forward slash podcasts and on my blog, The Whole Dish at mealtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. The two most recent posts to my blog celebrate some fleeting fruits of this summer into fall season, and they happen to be two of my favorites. Probably they're more precious because they're just not available for very long in their fresh form. And in fact, most people know these two fruits, plums, specifically Italian prune plums, and figs in their dried form. They dry beautifully. They can be used, of course, all year in in any kind of baked good. They are beautiful as preserves and, again, happen to be some of my favorite preserves. But acknowledging that they are lovely in desserts, particularly desserts that aren't that sweet, which is where my preference tends to be, desserts that can be served with maybe just a little tiny bit of unsweetened whipped cream, or I think even plain yogurt is absolutely lovely. With the two recipes that I chose and recently posted to mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish, the first recipe was for a plum cake, a Sicilian style plum cake that was originally an article in the Chicago Tribune. And I posted that on September 16th under the headline, Italian prune plums perfect for baking, preserving. The other recipe for a figgy demerara snacking cake, and this one was from Tribune News Service. It was posted on September 18th under the headline, Fig Season Sweetens Summer to Fall Switch. And these two are sort of similar in concept. Again, not super sweet. They're not a a layer cake, just a single layer, but they're an easy, easy, I would say even weeknight cake. And I cannot wait to make both of these for my family. And I thought that I would share them in this podcast. The first one for the plum cake, and of course, it could use any type of plum, but this late in the season, what we're talking about are Italian prune plums. And I was so thrilled to find this variety locally grown. I wasn't even aware that there was a kind of critical mass of locally grown prune plums to stock at Food for Less in Medford, which is where I typically shop. But there they were in this sort of kind of void between locally grown peaches, which I've been enjoying for a couple of months, and of course the locally grown pears, which are so celebrated, but have yet to really kind of hit their stride as far as harvest goes. So these Italian prune plums just made my day. When I saw them, I scooped up as many as I could carry before the bag would break. And it was several pounds at least. They were a good price, somewhere in the neighborhood of about a dollar, not that much. These particular plums are recognizable by their oblong shape. They're dark purple with a bright yellow flesh. And again, they're subtly sweet, not as sweet as some varieties, and they're not as juicy, which again, makes them really, really lovely in preserves and baking. And in fact, when they start to get just a little bit withered, 
they don't look super appealing fresh. And my sons love to eat these, my younger son in particular, just as a snack. But you know, they do get to the point where you've had them on hand maybe for a week and their skin start to get a little wrinkled um, around the stem. That's the time to turn them into preserves, a quick compote or this really lovely plum cake. And it almost is a method similar to a cobbler, but producing kind of an upside down cake as well. It's sort of a hybrid of some of these methods, which I'm very, very intrigued by. And again, it's easy, even on a weeknight. It starts by caramelizing some sugar, one and a quarter cups plus one cup, and that's divided use, so it's broken out. It's a total two and a quarter cups granulated sugar you need, but you're gonna use one and a quarter cups to start, and then another one cup. Six to 12 plums are needed, and this is totally depending on size, acknowledging that they're gonna be in varied sizes. And again, you could make this with any plum variety, including some of the larger ones that are juicier. But because the fruit is arranged in a cast iron skillet in this caramelized sugar can easily adjust the number of plums based on their size and how many your skillet will fit. So keep in mind half a dozen to about a dozen, it's just gonna depend on size. It calls for a quarter teaspoon kosher salt, one and a half cups flour, a teaspoon baking powder, 10 tablespoons cold unsalted butter cut into three or four chunks, and three large eggs. So start by having the plums along their cleft lines. Pull out the stones. Set a rack in the oven center and heat it to 350 degrees. Into a heavy oven safe nine or 10 inch skillet. This is best done in a cast iron skillet if you have one, which I do and it's my go-to. And I know that this would be what I'd be preparing it in. But any oven safe skillet should work. Measure one and a quarter cups of the sugar. Stir in the quarter teaspoon kosher salt and a half cup water, but don't stir it anymore after that. Set the skillet over medium high heat. In about nine minutes, the sugar will begin to color. It'll start to take on a golden tone and then start to get a little brownish. Tilt the pan, don't stir it swirling the sugar to an even sort of medium brown color. This is how caramel is made. Sugar gets to this caramel stage. Pull it off the heat and then set the plum halves, cut sides down into the caramel. Again, arranging as many as will fit. If you didn't have as many plums as you need and, and take out the pits, go ahead and do a few more until you can cover the bottom of the pan with plum halves in that sugar. Measure the remaining one cup sugar, the flour, one and a half cups, and the teaspoon of baking powder into the bowl of a food processor, and then pulse that to combine. Drop in, in three or four chunks, the total 10 tablespoons cold unsalted butter, and process until that mixture is crumbly for about 20 seconds. Slide in the three large eggs and process until the batter comes together for about 10 seconds. And again, I mentioned that this sort of is, is like a cobbler in its assembly. So you drop the mounds of batter onto the plums. 
and using an offset spatula, spread it evenly. Set the skillet on a rimmed baking sheet so it doesn't overflow and make a mess in your oven and then bake in the preheated 350 degree oven until it's golden and springy for 40 to 42-ish minutes. Again, you don't want this to get dried out. Remove from the oven and let it cool for 10 minutes. And then run a spatula around the edge of the pan. This is where the maneuver takes a little bit of finesse, but it's nothing to be scared of. Set a serving platter upside down over the skillet and then using the oven mitts so you don't burn yourself on the still hot pan, hold the platter and the skillet together and invert landing the cake on the platter then lift away the skillet and it should still have some of that caramel clinging to it but the top kind of like pineapple upside down cake should be ooey and gooey with caramelized sugar and fruit and that makes about 12 servings of a low just single layer here 10 inch cake that's lovely warm or at room temperature and i would serve that with just a dollop of plain greek yogurt as well the other recipe for the figgy demerara snack and cake is again, kind of a, a similar assembly and flavor in the sense that it's kind of rustic and just not super sweet. It calls for two dozen fresh figs halved lengthwise through the stems. Mission figs would be the sweetest and probably the most suited to this recipe, but you can also use Calamerna fig, which is the green variety that's not as sweet. It calls for two and a quarter cups whole wheat flour divided plus more for preparing the pan, and this is cooked on a sheet pan, a 13 by 18 inch sheet pan. One cup unsalted butter softened plus more for preparing the pan one and a quarter cups granulated sugar, three tablespoons brandy, which you could also use another spirit you happen to have on hand. I might consider the fortified wine Madeira for this, perhaps even an unspiced plain rum or whiskey even. The brandy goes nicely because it's distilled from fruit. One teaspoon vanilla extract, one large egg, one tablespoon baking powder, one teaspoon kosher salt, one cup milk, two tablespoons demerara or another raw type of sugar, which means it hasn't been totally refined into the granulated white sugar, but it isn't as wet as brown sugar. It still is dry crystals. Those are the remaining ingredients. Heat the oven to 400 degrees Fahrenheit in a bowl, toss the figs, and that's two dozen, halved through the stem end with a quarter cup of the flour and set aside. Grease with additional butter, a 13 by 18 by one inch sheet pan with sides, and then dust it with flour and set aside. Using a hand mixer or stand mixer on medium speed, Beat together the cup, and that's two sticks, unsalted butter that's been softened with the one and a quarter cups granulated sugar, the three tablespoons brandy or other spirit, the one teaspoon vanilla extract until that's pale and fluffy. Add the one large egg and beat until incorporated. In a medium bowl, whisk together the remaining two cups flour the one tablespoon baking powder and the teaspoon kosher salt. 
with the mixer running on low speed, alternately add the flour mixture and the one cup milk in about three batches to make a batter. Spoon that batter onto the baking sheet and smooth it evenly. The recipe testers mentioned that this batter doesn't so much pour out and kind of cover the entire surface. It sort of needs to be nudged into the corners a little bit. And that's most easily accomplished if you wet your fingertips and just kind of push gently on the areas of the batter that are a little high and getting them all the way into the corners of the sheet pan and up to the edges. Nestle the figs into the batter evenly spaced all over the top and then sprinkle the cake with the two tablespoons demerara or other type of raw sugar. Bake in the preheated oven 400 degrees until the cake is golden brown for 45 to 50 minutes and let it cool for 30 minutes before serving. And that makes 12 to 14 servings of figgy demerara snacking cake. You can find that recipe and a recipe for plum cake on my blog, The Whole Dish, at mealtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish.